Hey, welcome back to Biased Broadway and uh, happy spring. Now that it's April, we are officially in spring because the spring solstice was on March 20th. And in the winter, in addition to it being cold and you know, not everyone's favorite. We also get a lot of shows closing, which is always sad. But the spring, in addition to bringing the warm weather and the longer days and the beautiful sun, also brings a lot of openings and a new season of shows and, you know, before you know it, the Tony Awards. Today, I want to talk about shows that are transferring and opening on Broadway now that spring has sprung. I'm gonna tell you uh, the breakdown of the shows that either just opened in the past month or are opening in the, the near future. I'm gonna break down all of them, and then I'm gonna circle back and just talk about a couple of the shows that I'm personally really excited about or have heard good buzz about, or just kind of my reviews of the shows that I think are gonna be the ones to watch and the ones to go see of all of the options. But obviously I'm gonna give you all of the options because just because something's not my cup of tea doesn't mean you don't wanna know that it's opening. The first show I wanna talk about is Be More Chill. It opened on March 10th. Then Kiss Me Kate opened on March 14th. Ain't Too Proud, which is a show about the Temptations, opened on March 21st. Then we have King Lear is currently in previews, but will be opening April 4th. Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, is currently in previews and will be opening April 11th. Burn This, currently in previews, opening April 16th. Hillary and Clinton, currently in previews, opening April 18th. Oklahoma, currently in previews, opening April 7th. Town. Currently in previews, opening April 17th. Beetlejuice, currently in previews, opening April 25th. Tootsie, currently in previews, opening April 23rd. Inc., previews begin April 2nd and is opening April 24th. And All My Sons, previews begin April 4th and it's opening April 22nd. So that's the breakdown of all the shows that either just opened in the past month or are opening this month. So April is big, guys. All these shows are opening in April or just opened in March. There are a couple of other shows that are part of the 2018-2019 theater season, but they either opened, you know, in February or January. They opened earlier, and so they've been around a, a little bit longer, so I'm not going to touch on those. The one other show that I want to mention that's not part of the 2018-2019 season, it is part of the 2019-2020 season because it opens post-Tony deadline, is Moulin Rouge. It's opening on July 25th with previews beginning June 28th. So now I just kind of want to circle back and talk about a couple of the shows in more detail. Again, this is just the shows that I personally want to talk about and I personally am excited about or have heard buzz about. It doesn't mean that the other shows aren't great. It's just, if you notice, basically the shows that I'm going to be talking about are the musicals and the shows that I haven't touched on are the plays because I'm not really a play person. I'm a musical person. That's not to say that I don't like plays. I just tend to go to more musicals than plays. I would say it's probably about like 80, 20. I, I probably see about 80% musicals and like 20% plays. So that's why I do tend to focus on those. So I'm just gonna go kind of in order of opening just to keep things kind of, you know, with a good flow. 
So the first thing I wanna talk about is be more chill. As I mentioned earlier, that did just open on March 10th. And I actually saw a performance. They performed, I wanna say two songs at Elsie Fest this past year. For those of you who don't know, just a quick aside, Elsie Fest is a Broadway music festival that is created by Darren Chris of Star Kid fame. And it's honestly a really, really fun time. I've gone to three out of the four years that they've been doing it. The first year was um, at one of the piers. It was an all day thing. Um, since then it's turned into kind of a nighttime concert with shorter sets, which I think is better just because the first year there was a lot of problems with the ability to get food. And if it's an all day event, not being able to eat is kind of a, a a hard situation to be in. And so going forward, like the venue still hasn't really had food, but because it's just from like 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. or uh, whatever the precise times are, I'm not, I don't 100% remember what the start times are, you can eat before you go and it's, you're not gonna be sitting there starving. It's really more just like a concert experience rather than a, a true festival. The last two years, it's taken place at Summer Stage in Central Park and it's a really, really cool space. It's really intimate. I have personally found what I consider to be the best place to stand, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm selfish and I want it for myself. And if I tell you what it is and you listen and you go and steal my spot, I'm going to be sad. This past year at LC Fest, um, Be More Chill performed. They performed two songs. I think it was two. It possibly was three. And it was interesting. I kind of got like a Dear Evan Hansen plus technology vibe. And I feel like from the marketing, that's kind of the vibe that they're intentionally giving off. It seemed like a cool high school figuring yourself out kind of show. Since I haven't seen it yet, I can't really speak to it, but the songs that they performed were really fun. They were, they were silly. They kind of gave me like an Avenue Q vibe where it was kind of satirical and fun and lighthearted, but about high school. And um, I do think it's something that is worth seeing and is interesting. And I'm, I'm really excited for the cast. They, they all seemed really, truly like to love what they're doing and to love the show, which I think is a big uh, testament to the show. So I do want to check that out. And I do think that if you like that kind of fun, satirical technology high school, if you like any of those themes, this might be a show that you might want to check out or at least go um, look up a synopsis, find out some more information about it. The second thing I want to talk about is Kiss Me Kate, which just opened on March 14th. And I actually have seen Kiss Me Kate already. I went and saw it in previews a couple of days before it opened. It stars Kelly O'Hara and Will Chase. They are incredible performers. I saw Kelly O'Hara in The King and I, and I'm, I'm gonna make a bold statement here and say something possibly controversial. I didn't really care for The King and I. Like I know it's a classic and I know it's something that people really enjoy and have a lot of fond affiliations with, but it was just fine for me. I thought she was incredible, both performance and vocally. And I'm really glad that she won the Tony because I do think she's an incredible actress and an incredible singer. But the show itself was not my favorite. It was a little boring. It was just fine. I did know I liked Car Kelly O'Hara going into Kiss Me Kate. And I did know I liked Will Chase. I first found out about Will Chase from Smash. 
And if you haven't seen Smash and you're listening to a Broadway podcast, you should really circle back and watch Smash. It was only on for two seasons, which is disappointing because I think it's incredible. But yeah, definitely go check it out. It's about kind of the behind the scenes of how a Broadway musical gets made. Obviously, it's a TV show, so I don't know that it's 100% accurate or even close to being accurate, but it's really fun. I really loved it. The music is fantastic. The performances are fantastic. It's kind of like Broadway bingo where I kind of was sitting there going, oh, that person I love, that person I love, that's another Broadway person I love. Like even the guest starring moments, you know, Norbert Leo Butts was a guest star. You get like so much Broadway talent on it and it's incredible. So I saw Will Chase on that and I was just like, man, this guy's incredible. He's great. And uh, wound up then seeing him in Edwin Drood and uh, then he went on to be on Nashville for a while. And so I, I actually then saw him most recently before Kiss Me Kate in Something Rotten, which I loved that show. I love Christian Borle. So once I heard Shakespeare and Christian Borle, I was 100% in, a, another Smash alum. And then um, after Christian left and Will Chase went in, I wound up went, going and seeing it again with some friends. And he was incredible in it. And then uh, went to see Kiss Me Kate. And it's kind of interesting because he played Shakespeare in something rotten and then in kiss me kate he's playing a character from a shakespeare show so he in if you know anything about kiss me kate or if you don't there it's a there's a show within a show so the premise is that they are putting on a musical version of taming of the shrew and you kind of get to see actually a lot more of their performance of Taming of the Shrew than I anticipated. And then you get to see a lot of the behind the scenes in the background. And it is a show that originally opened in, I, I want to say 1948. I just Googled it earlier when I was having a conversation with my dad about it. Um, so if I'm not 100% on the year, it's somewhere around there. I'm pretty sure it was 1948. So this is one of those older shows. And he asked me, you know, did it age okay and I do I do think it did I think it was a really fun show it felt lively it felt current you know it still felt like a classic it didn't feel like a modern show like a like a Mean Girls or probably a Dear Evan Hansen I haven't seen it so I can't really speak to that but it it you know you can tell that it's a classic show and not something that's been written recently but it doesn't feel like it's old it still feels fresh and vibrant and fun and then uh, Corbin Blue is also in it, which most people know from High School Musical, and he's definitely a dancer. He, all of his dancing numbers were fantastic. He was really fun. He's got such fun energy. But the person in the cast that really blew me away because I didn't expect it was Stephanie Stiles. I was sitting there watching the show and I knew Kelly O'Hara was going to be amazing. I knew Will Chase was going to be amazing. I knew Corbin Blue was going to be great. So that was all expected. They were all amazing. I'm not trying to downplay any of their talents. Their talents are incredible, but I knew that. I'm sitting there and this one character, this one actress is just singing her face off. And every song she sang wound up being my favorite. Like she was so funny. Her timing was incredible. Her voice was incredible. And she was giving me this vibe that like I knew her, even though turned out I didn't. But I was like, who is this person? Have I seen her in something? Like she feels so familiar and I just like she was blowing me away. I loved her. So then of course I go in the playbill and I find out her name is Stephanie Styles and this was her Broadway debut. So she was incredible. I just want to say if you go see the show, I really hope that you pay attention to her and uh, make note of her because I sure did and I'm 
gonna keep my eyes out to see what she does next because I think she's gonna be someone who has a really truly wonderful career ahead of her. The other thing that was interesting was there were so many songs that I knew that I didn't know were from Kiss Me Kate. Cause I do try to go in as blind as possible when I see a show. Like I'll read little synopsises here and there, but I, I don't really wanna know too much. I never listen to cast recordings before I go in. I really kind of just wanna go in and experience a show and just experience it. So the show starts and it opens and in my head, like I feel like I'm psychic recently cause I've had a few moments where like something happens and I think of it right before it happens or I, I have a dream about something and then it happens. Sure enough, I'm sitting there and the show, the, the curtain opens and I just go, another opening. And sure enough, that's the song that starts playing and they start singing. And I'm like, How, did I know that? Did I know that that song was from this show? In any event, that's how the show starts. And there's so many songs in this show that are recognizable and wonderful. And it's a very dance heavy show, but I felt like the dancing serviced the show, if that makes sense. I went to see Carousel and there, it was a very dance heavy show, but it kind of just felt like it was dance heavy for filler rather than it was dance heavy to service the show and to move the plot. Whereas in Kiss Me Kate, all of the dancing really felt necessary and fun and vibrant and uh, like necessary and part of the show and moving things along. So the next show I wanna talk about is Oklahoma. As I said before, it's opening April 7th and it is currently in previews. I have heard a lot of really positive buzz from people from the off-Broadway run. Everyone has been saying it's new, it's innovative, and it's nothing like any Oklahoma you've ever seen before. It's gritty and it, it takes it in a whole different place. It's set in an immersive style. It's at the Circle in the Square Theater, which now that I have been to the Circle in the Square, can say is one of my favorite theaters. It's a very intimate theater. Everything is kind of just right there in front of you. There's only about like 10 rows in the entire theater, but it's a circle. So, you know, it's 10 rows completely around. And I think that's a great setting for some truly immersive theater. And I've mentioned before, I do really love immersive theater and feeling like I'm in it and just kind of losing myself into the story. I have seen Oklahoma. I saw the 2002 revival and I remember liking it, but 2002, I was 14. So I was young and I don't really remember it super well. I remember that it was at the Gershwin, which is now where Wicked is. And I, I do feel like I remember liking it and really enjoying a lot of the songs and the music and kind of using them for auditions in high school going forward. So I feel like I'll want to check out this new version because I'm curious how they changed it. And I'm also just kind of want a refresher on my own head because I remember liking it, but I don't really remember a ton about it. This next show that I want to talk about is one that I am incredibly psyched to see. It's called Hades Town, and it's opening April 17th and it's currently in previews. It's another show that I've been hearing incredible buzz about from Off-Broadway. I know that it's directed by Rachel Chefkin. I'm not 100% sure that I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but she was the director who did Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, which I have previously mentioned is one of my favorite things that I have ever seen. I saw it four times during its run, and I think she is an incredible director, and she's doing some really interesting 
things. So I want to see what she does next. I'm really intrigued by what she's going to do with this show. And it's based on mythology, which I find really, really interesting. I have kind of a weird fascination with mythology. Not enough that I really go and research it too much or read too much about it, but I took Latin in high school and I always kind of found the gods interesting. And I read Percy Jackson, which I found really interesting. So I'm really curious to see this show with this mythology because there's so like mythology really is just such good stories, such meaty stories, such weird, interesting stories. It's kind of the same thing you get from fairy tales. That's kind of why you see so many people doing fairy tale stories and taking the fairy tale stories and making them modern or taking the fairy tale stories and changing this or doing that because there's just so much about those stories that resonates with people and like the journey and the the morals of it. So I'm really intrigued by the whole mythology of it. And then also Amber Gray, who played Helene in Great Comet, is in the show and her voice is incredible and I do think that she's a fantastic actress. So I'm intrigued to see her again. Then there is Beetlejuice, which is opening April 25th and is currently in previews. It stars Alex Brightman, who was Dewey Finn in the recent School of Rock on Broadway. Saw that when it opened and he was so great. I love the movie School of Rock. I watched it so much when I was a kid and it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm not 100% sure how this musical is going to live up to this movie and how anyone's really going to be able to be Jack Black without being Jack Black. Like I don't want to see much like I didn't want to see James Monroe Iglehart do a Robin Williams impression, I didn't want to see Alex Brightman do a Jack Black impression. And he didn't. He did his own thing while still making it feel really recognizable and comforting and similar, but still innovative in himself. So I'm really, really intrigued to see him play Beetlejuice. I only saw Beetlejuice once, I think because I get scared by everything. So it's not a movie that I probably would have watched much as a child. It probably would have terrified me. But I do want to see it again. And I do feel like it's something that would lend well to theater because there's kind of so much weird, mysterious, funky, creepy stuff that happens that you could really play up and could be some really, really fun moments. I did hear a couple of people who saw it I believe while it was in Washington, D.C., who said it was really cool and it was really great and it really kept the vibe of the movie. So I'm interested to see that as well and to see if I like that. Also, I'm curious to watch the movie again, but I do think it's something that will be interesting and will be fun. And I do think that he's an incredible actor who will do a great comedic job with that role. And then the last show that's opening in this 2018-2019 season that I want to talk about is Tootsie. It's opening April 23rd and is currently in previews. And it stars Santino Fontana. And he's incredible. So he was Hans in the Frozen Disney movie, not on Broadway, the movie. And he was original Greg on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He felt so strongly about Tootsie and this part and has worked and workshopped this since way before it was even in previews. He's he's felt like this is a role he really needs to play to the point where he left Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to pursue this role and to play this part. And now they've recast him with Skylar Astin. That is not the point of the story. The point of the story is that 
if you like this movie and you're worried that they're not going to do a good job, I don't think that he would attach himself to this in such a way to travel with it throughout all of its iterations and all of its workshops and all of its previews to bring it to this point if it wasn't something that was going to elevate the movie for you and was going to be a really great experience. So the fact that someone that I know is a great actor and that I trust his opinion is someone who has attached himself to this and has been like, I am not willing to lose this role to anyone. This is my role and I'll leave other jobs to be able to continue pursuing this. I think that speaks volumes about the musical and what you're going to get when you go and see it. So highly recommend Tootsie. Very excited to see that. I do think that's going to be great. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is not part of this season, as I mentioned, it's actually part of the next year's season, but I'm very, very excited about it, is Moulin Rouge. And it's going to be starting previews June 28th and opening July 25th. It is obviously based on the Baz Luhrmann movie, which I love. I just loved it. It's a spectacle. Oh my God, there's just, it's so fun and vibrant and also kind of gritty and and messed up and it's just a fascinating story and I love the music and I just love everything about it I love everything about it it's great it's fun it's silly it's campy it's kind of everything that I want from a movie musical just fun camp wonderful good story great songs 100% on board so the idea of taking that and putting it on the stage I think it's going to translate so well. And then not only that, but Aaron today, I hope that's how you pronounce his last name because I'm never really sure. He is going to be playing the Ewan McGregor character and Karen Olivo, Olivio, again, I'm butchering people's last names, is playing the Nicole Kidman character. And so I have seen Aaron. I saw him in Catch Me If You Can on Broadway. He has an insane voice. And he was in the Les Mis movie, if anyone saw that. He played like the leader of the the kind of like rebellion. He was best friends with Marius, Eddie Redmayne's character. Point is, his voice is incredible and he's a great actor. And I'm really excited to see him play this part because I think that it's the perfect vocal range for him. I think that the part is really great for him. And then Karen, I've never actually seen her but she was in Murder Ballad off-Broadway, which I believe I've mentioned a couple of times and actually forgot to mention earlier, was also starred Rebecca Naomi Jones, who is in the new version of Oklahoma that I had previously talked about. Both of those women have incredible voices and I loved Murder Ballad. I saw it off-Broadway for my birthday with my friend and sat at one of the tables they were like dancing around us. They were, they were like talking basically to us. It was such a fun, fun, fun experience. I didn't see Karen in that. I saw Casey, who I had previously mentioned was now playing, is now playing Elsa in Frozen. I saw her in Murder Ballad, but on the CD is Karen because she was the original Sarah in Murder Ballad and her voice is wonderful. She has a voice very similar to Casey's. And as you know, I love Casey's voice. So I also love Karen's voice. So I think 
again, that vocal range is a really good range for the songs from the movie. I don't know if they've added songs or if it's just the songs from the movie, but of the music that I know exists in the show, I think that her range is great for that. And I think she's going to be spectacular in it. So those are the shows that I'm really excited about, as well as just the rest of the shows and their opening dates. If you guys have any questions about anything, you can always hit me up on my Instagram, kellygreen13. And I hope you keep listening and you've enjoyed this uh, info about the current shows that are going to be coming to Broadway. Get excited for spring, everybody. It's time to go see some shows. And as always, stay biased.